a new wrestling promotion, a true legend dies, and a New Japan Pro Wrestling Supercard is on the horizon. This is the Double Turn Podcast, and it starts right now. Kerwin White, yeah. Wow, that was all sorts of special right there. Actually, I was inserting uh, something that the New Day would spout off during one of their dumb promos during that time <laughs> the whole time. This is the Double Turn Podcast. It is the J-Man. It is Boss Ross. This is the first edition of this podcast in the year 2019, as we are coming at you live from Casa de J-Man. That is correct. By the way, uh, this last week was uh, the final week of 2018. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year right back to you, Too sweet me, bro. Too sweet me, absolutely. Uh, Hopefully, you had a very safe and prosperous New Year. I don't know if you do resolutions. I don't. Um, You know, I've come to the realization that doing a resolution is pointless. Mm -hmm. You get to the New Year and you say you're just going to be the best version of yourself that you possibly could be. If you have goals you should always try and do them no matter the time frame that you have set for them you and i decided to do this podcast in 2018 we didn't start till september it's true like you know what i'm saying like there is no set resolution for that you just get to the year and then if you want to do something you work your ass off for it and you just shoot to the moon until you make it so this podcast was the becky lynch heel turn this exact that's exactly (laughs) correct it's exactly correct. although we are not printing shirts that say that we're the women we are not. Thank goodness but for that. We are the men. We still are the men. I still wouldn't wear that. By the way, now you see my shield shirt that it's I bought fantastic. in Vegas. Fantastic. Just so says jealous. Sierra Hotel India Echo Lima Delta. Can I acknowledge shield. something really quickly mm-hmm. at the beginning of this of the intro, which you did so wonderfully? Why? Thank you. You did something very cool that I don't think you really realized, or maybe you did, and you're actually a freaking genius. Did I pull a Tony Chimla and say super card? No, no. Just you like Edge like, with superstar. S- <laughs> That's what I was afraid of, everybody. No, no. You, you, you said we have a New Japan Pro Wrestling Supercard on the horizon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, it is so good, though. It like, is, did, it you, is did technically... you do that on purpose? I acknowledge it on this podcast. Did you do it on the purpose? On, on I, yes or no? I, or did I, just I, come to you? I am a consummate professional. It's fan. It's, it was wonderful. Well, see, here's the thing, everybody. They're like 16 hours ahead of us, yes. and so their pay per view is today. When I'm as of this recording, yeah. So it's the fourth over there, but it's the third, third here. Over here. Yeah. So their so their pay per view is going on. Yeah. Today it is. It's just not right now. No, it's not. <laughs> and so uh, that card, which 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 we will discuss later in the show, it is absolutely stacked. Fire. It's like fire. And this is coming from a WWE guy who is true. out of the two of us, I'm the one that views NJPW on the lesser. Of the po- of the totem pole, and it's not any disrespect to NJPW. It's just I've been always a WWE guy, and I will be till the end of time. But at the same time, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hear sit here and shoot bricks and say, eh, it's a crappy card. You look at that card. That is a WrestleMania caliber card it's, it's that pretty unborn it's that is on point with what wcw would put on with starcade to challenge wrestlemania it's unreal how do you stand. remember some of those starcade cards i remember some of the main events for those cards oh boy that's that's the, that's the main course you remember this. the uh you of course remember the sting hogan false finish that then involved an actual finish that's great 
WCW, what year was that? Is that WCW 2000? Uh, no, that would be 1997. That was supposed to be, wasn't that for one of the last good, that was the last good year of WCW, right? Because 98 uh, actually, was like, No, actually 98, they were still very prospering. And then it was true. only until April of 99. Yeah. No, wait. April of 98 is when they finally lost in the ratings for, for the first time in 83 weeks. And then they were still fine. Until that next year of ninety nine, or maybe it was January April ninety nine. It was when WWF never looked back because that's when Mankind beat The Rock on the first Raw of the year. Right, but they were still pretty competitive until about halfway through ninety nine, and yeah. then it was over. Yes. That being said, New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to have an amazing show. If you get a chance to watch it, I highly suggest it. It is not exactly the easiest thing to watch if you don't subscribe to a lot of the. Uh, Places in which you can watch it. Um, I'm sure if you listen to some other podcasts of guys that do watch it, I'm sure they'd be able to tell you. But heck, um, you just listen to talk is Jericho. I'm sure Jericho will go ahead and give you plenty of places to watch that show. Oh, he's on that card. He is. He's, he's facing Naito. He is in the semi main, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to. It has the chance of being the best match on that card. Literally, we looked up and down that show, and it's uh, unreal. There are like eight matches that could be match of the night. There's ten matches on that show, mind you, and eight of them. Actually, what's funny is the only two matches I could see them not being matches of the night. Are the two tag matches, and those two will probably be fine. I was gonna say that the, <laughs> one of the tag matches has one of the top five best tag teams in professional wrestling today. So I said we were gonna wait, but we basically just told you that the New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom 13 show, which is tomorrow, but it's actually today. It's today, yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. So um, should we go through that card? Let's start off with that. We're already talking about I it. I mean, so. quickly. I mean, I know uh, Ishii and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. are facing off against each other. That is correct. Ibushi and Will Ospreay. Yep. Um, we have Cody, which is Cody Rhodes, versus, versus Juice, Juice Robinson. Robinson. Kushida versus Ishimori. Okada versus Jay White. Jericho and Naito and Omega and Tanahashi. And then we've got the... the uh, um, I think this is the gauntlet match to determine the number one contenders to the never open weight six man tag team championship. Right. By the way, but by, by the way, there are yeah. never belts being defended on this card. Never. I, uh, IWGP. Uh, there's the British heavyweight championship. There's the, the junior heavyweight championship, championship. The junior tag belts. The, the regular US tag belts. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, you said the British. I'm telling you, everything and its mother is defending it on this card. Like I might as well travel to the Tokyo tonight and defend this podcast in a match. Somehow, I think you would lose. Probably, <laughs> I'd probably go through a table. And I mean, I mean, really, it's because I wouldn't be in your corner. I mean, you can be in my corner if you choose not to be. That's a whole different story. Uh no, I would. I I would clearly be your Jimmy Hart. Thank you. And somehow screw you over and turn heel. And that's okay. <laughs> actually, actually, because it would be you going to Japan, everyone would hate you because no one would know who you are. So they'd be like, who is this guy? So I would actually turn babyface on you. That's true. Because you would be the heel that, uh, that would just get beaten. I would be the foreign heel. The American that comes into t- Japanese soil. Oh, uh, no. What's your what's your nationality again? Puerto Rican. You would be the Puerto Rican uh, okay. outsider. Be like, Sabio Vega for Presidente, Mings. Wow. That Damn, was right. probably racist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I spit in the face of people who don't, don't want, want to be cool. cool. Yeah, gotta love Carlito. Actually, Carlito, actually, man. Carlito Caribbean cool. Carlito Caribbean cool. Do you remember the United States title match between John Cena and 
Jesus. I do. Jesus stabbed him in a nightclub. And then lost a match. Yes. After Cena had been stabbed. In a nightclub. Career was over after that. Jesus had one title match. Jesus had one match. He, I'm, I'm pretty sure he wrestled in overalls. Yep. Wow. Did you know, okay, uh, serious, <laughs> serious question, serious thing. Did you know that, well, I don't think people Huge realize. tangent. Yeah. People don't realize that Carlito comes from a, like, wrestling royalty. You mean the Colognes? Yeah, mm-hmm. the Colognes. Uh, you're right, Primo and Epico. Primo, uh, I believe Epico is um, Carlito's little brother, and then Epico, or, yeah. Epico is his brother, Primo is his cousin. And, of course, the unknown masked one who also pitches for the Mets, Bartolo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bartolo Cologne. He, he, who, who basically had like illegal elbow surgery like in his home country and now he's like reborn at 45. Yeah, and then he didn't he hit his first was it did he hit his first career home run last year? I don't remember. It was against the Padres. It I laughed crazy. uproariously. It was especially crazy. since Ron Darling went nuts on the air. I'm sure all of baseball went nuts for that. Anywho, he comes from a wrestling from wrestling royalty. His dad, Carlitos uh, um, Carlos Colon is a WWE Hall of Famer, and he is probably the most famous Puerto Rican wrestler of all time. Meanwhile, Primo and Epico are travel agents. That is correct. That is correct. And Carlito likes to go ahead and spin it in the face of people who don't want to be cool. in the face of people who don't want to be cool. Primo and Epico were also part-time matadors at one point. The, the midget got more over than they did. Am I allowed to say that on this podcast? Because that is an actual term. Uh, what was... Was it Torito? El Torito. El Torito. The yep. little bull. That is correct. We, who, <laughs> it was against 3MB, wasn't it? Wasn't McIntyre? Yes. It was McIntyre. No, no. Remember, remember they had remember they had a We All See match. Yes, they did. They had a... They had Hornswoggle, Hornswoggle on that match, that, too. That match was fire. Do you remember that? Like, that match got a great reception. A We All See match. Dear Lord and the actual... I habits. think I would rather... I think I'd rather see a chair... Or, I'm sorry. I think I'd rather see a stairs match first before I see another We Who All See. thought? Stairs. Okay. Anyways, let's get right okay, back into so, the podcast. So here's so here's what you need to know. Stairs match better than we all see. Also, what you need to know <laughs> is that two thirds of three MB are going to be world champions very soon. Two thirds. You hold on. And when I mean two thirds, I mean Heath Slater. I'm just kidding. Slater's going to slate. <laughs> Slater's going slate. Hot take: Slater will be a world champion before McIntyre. That's all I'm going to say. Heath Slater's gonna win the Royal Rumble. He's got kids. He's got kids. And then, and then, of course, he'll just beat Brock Lesnar with the help of Braun Strowman and Cena, and of course, of course, gender. You're meaning to tell me that every member of 3MB is gonna be world champion before Braun Strowman? That is amazing. Because Jinder Mahal is a former WWE champion. Although, although he's been hindered recently, so very much so. Actually, I do have something to say about that match on Raw that happened this week that I will actually praise. The entire point was the joke of the fact that Heath Slater was going to be a world champion, which will never happen. Anyway, uh, three. <laughs> I can't. Go ahead. Just carry on. So, Son of a gun. The, the entire point of this is that New Japan's putting on an awesome show. There is also a there's also a wrestling promotion. I'm trying to get all the good stuff out of the way because I know we're going to talk about Mean Gene here in a second, who yeah. also was a true legend. He passed. We'll talk about him in a second. There's a new wrestling promotion. I know that I wanted to give this a little bit of time because I think there's 
There's but, a lot to go over. With and there's this. not a difference of opinion. I just think people should temper their expectations. That is correct. You and I are on the same page. So there is a new wrestling promotion. It is called All Elite Wrestling. They have signed, is it five people that have already signed? For sure. And then they've already named their um, exec. They have three presidents for this company or three executive vice presidents. And it's Cody Rhodes um, and Matt and Nick Jackson, a.k.a. the Young Bucks. Um, And then now you and I were talking about this. We're not 100% sure and we'll go ahead and get the information hopefully by the end of this podcast. But if we're not mistaken, the Khan family... K H A N, as in the uh, the the family who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars, the NFL team, is the main ownership for All Elite Wrestling. They're the ones that basically are forking over the money to the Young Bucks and to Cody to make this promotion happen. Now, that is on par to Ted Turner giving the keys to Eric Bischoff in WCW. I mean. I know, I understand it might be a hot take, but that is the magnitude of the start of this wrestling promotion. And if that's not big, I don't know what is. Now, mind you, uh, as you said, the Khan family, the patriarch of that family owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. So there's money involved. A lot. There is rumored, of course, that uh, TV is something that they want pretty. TBS and TNT are some of the rumored. Okay. So, you know, recognizable TV networks would be in play. Uh, of course, not tomorrow, but in play while they're growing this company. Um, and they are already getting some talent. And here's what I will say. I don't know if anybody's truly going to compete with WWE until a until a couple of things happen. One, uh, you, you have to have... You have to have financial backing. Yes. You have to have primetime television. And you have the talent. And you have to be able to sell it. Yes. So if they can sell it, and they have the talent, and they have the financial backing, and they get TV, and they put on a good product, which will probably, you know, that's that's not going to happen overnight. Right. And you also have to convince talent from all these different companies, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, WWE... Uh, PWG, Lucha, NOAA, Lucha, Lucha Underground, like all these all different the British groups. promotions. Mm-hmm. All those different promotions, you have to convince those guys that this is the place to be. Agreed. So in order to do that, it's going to take some time. Absolutely. Now, uh, may I just say really quickly, I don't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to let you know I got the information. Tony Khan is the financial backing for All Elite Wrestling. Tony Khan is... Um, co-owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is the son of Shahid Khan, who is the main owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, as well as Fulham FC, which is, a, uh, I believe, a British uh, Premier League soccer team. Yes. Yes. So, um, yes, that is correct. Um, so, yeah, it's Tony Khan. Now, to, again, Tony Khan, he's his son, but he is co-owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I want to say he is... Their sir, senior vice president and he of uh, football technology and an, um, analytics. So he's a co-owner and he's very very high up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So again, we have the Young Bucks, we have Cody Rhodes, yep. we have Hangman Page, yeah, and I believe the fifth is Brandy. 
let's yeah, I believe that is Phil Grace. Yeah, is, I've got is, so Tony Khan is the president. Okay. Um, let's see, and then we've got Brandy, uh, as you said, Britt Baker. Oh, and, no, I'm sorry, Britt Baker is signed. Britt Baker is Adam Cole's fiance, by the way. Okay. Um, and then and those executive other people vice president are, okay. Cody, uh, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. With Hangman Page and Brandy Rhodes. That is correct. Okay. So it's a good start. Very good start. We will obviously keep tabs on this. I am looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah. But with many of these other upstart companies, I mean, realistically... There's it, a lot of competition it out there. Took, it took TNA three years to get television. At least. Because they started... In, they, and they almost went out of business two or three times during that time. Because they, they keep were, going almost out of business right now. Which, by the way, I, for, I sincerely apologize. I was going to give the news last week for, for Impact and the fact that they are changing networks for a fourth time... It's either in four years or in five years. They are now going to the Pursuit Network, which is probably in another tier of cable that you would have to pay $5 extra for that nobody watches. Wait, can I just say something really quickly? At least they're getting a TV deal. And JPW doesn't have a full-on TV deal in Neither, the United well, States. Ring of Honor does not have a Ring of Honor deal. has Sinclair, which is only in specific markets. Exactly. There you go, at least. They do not have national. Right. Which, Impact does. And Lucha Underground does. Yes. El Rey Network. I mean. Plus also Lucha Underground, I believe you can still find on Netflix. The old seasons. Oh, there you go. I believe so. So, we'll see where this goes. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm okay. not overly excited, but I'm excited. Listen, new wrestling promo- a new wrestling promotion has basically come into the fold with somebody, with three guys who have been basically changing the landscape of professional race wrestling in over the past two and a half to three years in Cody and the Young Bucks. There is, if they can do right, and if Tony Khan and the Khan family can back them to the stratosphere, Mm -hmm. you might see something come into fruition that will be absolutely wonderful. But for now, it's just a brand new wrestling promotion getting started up. Pro wrestling is pro wrestling as a whole, not WWE. Pro wrestling as a whole is mm-hmm. starting to flourish again, and it's as wrestling fans, it's something to be happy about because they feel the need to just continue to put more content out there. And there's a lot of people that will say, "Heck yeah, bring it on!" Well, this this will probably spell the end for a lot of those ancillary. Like for instance, this news probably doesn't help companies like PWG. Probably not. Um, it, it probably does not help the smaller promotions. Yeah. However, if this has the potential to actually not be a direct competitor, but be something that will help the wrestling business as a whole. Because, I mean, look, I'll give you an example. There are so many guys in WWE that, quite frankly, don't need to be there. I agree. Dolph Ziggler's one of them. Well, Dolph Ziggler's a different story because he's had the chance to leave at least three different times and hasn't. So that's his choice. Okay, fair enough. But uh, there's there's nothing stopping someone like Shinsuke Nakamura from leaving. You're absolutely correct. There's, I mean, up until recently, I, I would have seriously told you Finn Balor needs to consider it. Until recently. Yeah, I mean, uh, up um, until recently, Rusev should have been Rusev, somebody. Rusev? Yeah. But I mean... 
I'm talking even more ancillary talent, okay? A guy like Apollo Crews who went ahead and showed off on Monday night. Look, I'll even I'll even mention somebody more obscure than that. Go ahead. Uh, Zack Ryder would do very well not in WWE. And he's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the one that really brought in the internet wrestling into the fold. I mean, uh, you want somebody that would do very well in a company like AEW? Neville. 100% agree. Um, you want a guy that will do very well in AEW that as of this moment isn't really doing anything of any consequence? Austin Aries. Agreed. Listen, if AEW wants to make a splash. And they can make big splash. And they oh, can. by the way, another guy they could easily get because he's all but said he's not going to WWE. Zack Sabre Jr. I might, and this might be, this name that I'm about to drop might be, this is a pipe dream, but... If they could make it happen, because from all accounts, this name I'm about, that I'm about to mention has, he's been kind of teasing, considering wanting to go ahead and come back, possibly. Mm. And that's Phil Brooks himself, CM Punk. If they could, I, I'm, listen, just have him show up to AEW. Why not? If there's one place he should go to, he should consider going to, that he knows he'll get paid, mm-hmm. that he knows he'll be treated like an absolute god. CM Punk going to AEW. It's there's no there's no reason why he shouldn't think about it. But again, let's. But it, it, listen, it's, let's, it's let's not put the cart before the horse I here. One hundred percent agree. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Very sad news. I know we're ending our news segment on a down note, but uh, I figured I would leave this till the end before yeah. we jump into our week of programming. Uh, mean Gene Okerlund passed this week at the age of seventy six. Um, if you have any information on cause of death, I have not seen it. Because I know initially they did not announce it. Um, but, um, Mean Gene Okerlund, I've said this once. I know I put it up on my Facebook page and a bunch of other places. Uh, true legend. I mean, when you think of a guy that personified the interviewing part of the business of pro wrestling. And it wasn't just backstage interviewing. He did the 900 numbers. He was doing a lot of backstage work. Um, I mean, quite frankly, Mean Gene Okerlund's job was to help get guys over. I mean, yeah, the other guys had to cut their promos, but Mean Gene was right there asking all the questions. You know, he, the infamous promos segments he had with Hulk Hogan, with Ric Flair, with Warrior, with Savage, I mean, you name them. If they were interviewed by Mean Gene Okerlund, it was important and you were drawn to it. And it was something on the show that was like, Mean Gene's interviewing him. Got to go pay attention. Listen, I'll tell you this right now. And this might come off controversial, but I just don't give a damn what I'm about to say. Uh, During Raw's 25th anniversary celebration last January, Mean Gene Okerlund was back behind the camera for the first time in God knows how long in WWE. Uh, he interviewed AJ, didn't he? Sure did. The fact that AJ was the one that was chosen to be interviewed by Mean Gene just speaks for itself. It just speaks for itself. You get chosen to be interviewed by Mean Gene. You don't choose to be to interview with Mean Gene. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yes. And so, uh, tragic. Um, from what I understand, back last month, he actually had a really serious fall. Um, he broke a couple of ribs, and 
his health like rapidly declined. It deteriorated. From the, the yeah, from what the reports are saying. And apparently, just last week, he had just been admitted into a nursing home, and then he passed on Tuesday. So, or I'm sorry, was it yesterday? Was it it Wednesday? was yesterday. It was yesterday, Wednesday. So, uh, from Ro- Boss Ross and I here at the Double Turn Podcast, may you rest in peace, Mean Gene. Thank you for the awesome interviews. 30 plus years in the business. The amount of WWE wrestlers and the amount of WWE and old school WCW guys that gave shout outs to Mean Gene is un- just an enormous amount. I mean, obviously Hulk Hogan, um, Bischoff, Goldberg. Hell, Stone Cold was not really ever interviewed by Mean Gene, and Mean mm-hmm. Gene got a shout out from Stone Cold. The Rock got a shot. The Rock gave him a shout out. Jr. gave him a shout out. Um, Triple H gave an awesome tribute on 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 Twitter, and so did Stephanie McMahon as well as Shane. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list goes on and on. Seth, AJ, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe said something really really cool that he was talking about. He did not have the pleasure of being interviewed by Mean Gene because of the era that he was in. And if there was one guy he'd ever want to be interviewed by, it would be Mean Gene Okerlund. I, he couldn't have said it better. He could uh-huh. not have said it better. So uh, rest in peace, Mean Gene. Thank you so much for the past 30 to 40 years. We'll miss you. Uh, the interview game will not be the same. That concludes our new segment of this fine program. As we move on to the three count for this week, of course, I reiterate this every week that I have to explain it for our new listeners. It's just a nice recap of why we do this segment called The Three Counts. Become a staple of the show. One, two, three, just like in wrestling, the top three things of the week from the J-Man and, of course, myself, Boss Ross. Of course, it goes in order. One, two, three, not three, two, one, because that's how we count things in wrestling. We're clever like that. So We're smart. uh, We had... Basically three shows this week. Yeah. I realize NXT was more of a year in review with a Matt Riddle Cassius Sono match in the middle of it. Right. Or actually at the end of it, it was the main event. Which yeah. actually, thank goodness it was the main event and not a recap from the year. I know a lot of people online were frustrated that an NXT show was a recap show. Right, but I mean they, they did NXT. I mean two oh five live was a recap show last week. Yes, yeah. but this is NXT and their yeah, fan base is, you know how that is. Uh, yeah, no, of course. We so, hate that fan base. <laughs> uh, well, <sighs> I mean, we don't hate it, but they're just a bunch of, there's a lot of idiots in that fan base. There's a lot of people that think they're the greatest fans on the planet. And they show up to a universe. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm not going to degrade NXT fans because I love NXT and I'm a fan of NXT. I'm just not one of those fans. Agreed. It's just the way it is. Yes. So. Uh, three count. I believe I start most weeks, mm-hmm. so I will just start again this yeah, week. Please. Um, I my my number one this week. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. and I may be wrong. Okay. I hope I'm right. Okay. But I may be wrong. All right. The new day <laughs> came out and cut a promo. Okay. First of all, if you don't think Big E is going to be a superstar, as especially as a babyface, you are wrong. The man is brilliant, and I can't wait until he has a singles career where he can actually flourish and cut promos and be himself away from this group. I can't right now. Go ahead. Okay. So, by the way, I've absolutely floored my co-host because he knows how I feel about the New Day and how dumb their gimmick is and how their announce table looks like they tore off some side paneling from the oh, Scooby-Doo shoot. mystery machine. 
Can I just really quickly? No, just no, to no. Pay hold away. on. Go ahead. Hold on. Hold ahead, on. I'm sorry. Hold on. You're right. You're right. I, I got to get this all out because this is rare for me. This is true. You're right. I, I'm taking away your moment. All right. Please. They said their resolution this year was to give up pancakes. That is amazing. Which is awesome. Yeah. Because as stale as they've been, in my opinion, that is even more stale. <laughs> so I don't know what they're actually going to start doing more of again. Maybe they'll go back to Budios. I hope not. Here's what I will say. The way Big E was cutting his promo last night. Fire. Like, the other two seemed very annoyed by it. Because he was kind of, like, yelling behind them. Especially Kofi's reaction and everything like that. I don't know if this is the start of them saying Big E is going to branch off from them. But if it is, I'm very excited. Because, again... The man has charisma. Okay, just 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 think of where he was. Okay, he was Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard. Yep. Who didn't talk, who was kind of green, and had the weird thing where the straps were covering his chest, and then he had that stupid music like, three ain't enough, I need five. Like, it was dumb. Like, it was destined for nowhere. And now look at him. Now I see him. Actually, people, people forget that he's an IC champ. Oh, and also, I remember those dumb shirts that just said Big E on them. That's it. I missed that. Um, yeah. That's it. Okay. However, if this is the start yeah. of Big E doing more than just being a comedy act in a tag team that's gone stale, awesome. And if not, and I'm wrong, and they're just going to be dumb for the next three years, then okay, I'm wrong. But I loved it. You you don't know. You don't. Audience. People that listen to this wonderful, fine podcast. You don't know my joy and happiness that gets brought upon my heart when I hear my friend, my colleague and confidant say that he is acknowledging in a positive way a New Day promo. It brings genuine joy to my heart. I don't even know if I can go on with my version of the three count here, but I'm going to have to. However, I just want to mention one thing. Kofi's version. Kofi, when talking about the fact that he's been there for 11 years and Mm -hmm. hasn't gotten a WWE title shot, I went bananas because it is so damn true. Okay, I thought... He has been in a Money in the Bank ladder match. I thought he wrestled Orton for the title. No, Orton wasn't champ. Okay. Orton wasn't champ. They okay. had a really good rivalry, but Orton oh, wasn't Oh, also, champ. side note, as an honorable mention, yeah. loved Shelton Benjamin's New Year's promo. Wasn't it great? <laughs> so good. I, I was totally not expecting Shelton Benjamin's promo because... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. That's all I'll say. All, I, all I'll say is there were a lot of questionable things this week, especially on SmackDown, mm-hmm. that they could have done a lot better pacing on, but... <laughs> I just remember seeing that promo and just dying of laughter. It was it was awesome. It was good. Um, All right, so that so that's my one of my three count this that's week. Fair enough. My one um, of my three count is something of a bit more consequence, um, and it's it, I know it's in your account, but I'm going to go ahead and just talk about it first because it's probably the most important thing that happened in all of WWE this week, and that was AJ Styles is officially the number one contender to the WWE title once again. Now, here's the thing, though, Ross, and you tell me how you feel about this. Online, 
there's a lot of negativity into AJ Styles being the number one contender right now from a lot of fans. And it's a little bit surprising considering the fact that he's basically been the go-to guy for every single wrestling fan over the past three years since he's been in WWE. Who did they want in that match? I don't know. I, that's the thing. I don't know what did they want John like because there's the thing. Here's the thing, and this is and this is where WWE kind of messed up. And you and I talked about this because when they cut their when Vince came back and Triple H came back a couple mm-hmm. weeks back, they were saying, "We're going to give you fresh matches. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you fresh faces." Mm-hmm. You know. Cool. That's all well and, and then good. they gave us Joe Hardy again. Right. And then they and now they're giving us Joe, and now they're giving us Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Now, if you're a real wrestling fan, you're not mad at the fact that you're getting AJ versus Daniel Bryan at the Rumble because they are two of the best wrestlers on planet Earth. I wonder if people wanted to see Mustafa Ali in a WWE title match. That's the problem. That's the problem. I like Mustafa Ali a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've said this on this podcast. He's a great wrestler. He, I mean, he is one of the better cruiserweights in that division. And that's saying a lot because there's a lot of great cruiserweights in that division. But in no way, shape, or form should Mustafa Ali be getting a shot at the WWE title right now. In no way, shape, or form. There's too many people on SmackDown right now that deserve a WWE title shot before he gets even considered for an any type of WWE title shot. Mm-hmm. You've got Samoa Joe. You've got Shelton Benjamin. You've got Rusev. You've got Shinsuke Nakamura. You've got Rey Mysterio. I understand he's a former champion as well as Randy Orton. But mm-hmm. they have been so far away from the title in recent times that putting them into a fresh feud with Daniel Bryan. Yes, I'm saying that a Randy Orton match with Daniel Bryan is fresh. Uh, Joe versus Brian would be fresh. Joe versus Brian is fresh. Mm-hmm. And I know that, and I, that was a sarcastic thing about Randy versus Daniel Bryan, but you have to understand that Daniel Bryan is now a heel. And also, that was WrestleMania 30, 30 which, which was almost four, five years almost ago. Almost five years it's ago. It's actually been five That's years. Fresh. So it is rather fresh. Mm-hmm. And you and I were talking about this off air a couple of days ago, and I'll go ahead and say it on this podcast right now. If you don't think that John Cena versus Daniel Bryan. The rematch that we've all been waiting for for five freaking years is not something that you want. Then you're just out of your mind and you need to go ahead and sit down, close your eyes and watch Bird Box for the rest of your life. So now, (laughs) with with that said, there's a lot of negativity and it's just like, guys, shut up. Like, this is the feud that's been going on over the past month and a half. You know for a fact that this feud's not over yet. This is the be-all to end-all matches between the two of them. And you're going to sit there and complain? Yeah, I bet you you'll complain. Then you're going to watch the Royal Rumble and watch them tear it up in 25 minutes. And you're going to be like, oh my god, now AJ Styles is not going to be the WWE Champion for like the next seven months. And you're going to go ahead and be pissed off about that. So just appreciate the fact that Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles is going to be absolute fire at the Rumble and move on with your life. Tangent over. That was some fire right there. Hey, I'm just a dude. I'm telling you, I'm reading these comments on YouTube from the Fatal Five Way and it, it just sickens me. It sickens me how... Fans just completely... T- they're turning on AJ. On AJ of all people. Alright, so... <laughs> I'm fired up, bro. Alright, so I have... Well, I'll just go with it. Let's hope my delivery's good. Uh, my number two is the fact that we had a three-on-two advantage heels match on Raw and loved it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we had Jinder and the Singh brothers, the heels, oh, in a three-on-two match instead of the Lucha House Party. That was the joke. Yeah. Is the fact that the Lucha House Party uh, 
where wrestling three-on-two matches is maybe fake. Actually, they wrestled a three-on-one match, too. By the way, just real quick, Kalisto versus Leo Rush on 205 Live was fire. We'll get there. I know. So I just had to throw that out. Here's, 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 my, here's my real number two of the week. Um, I've said this easily a dozen times. Okay. So this is going to be time number 13. They got plans for Mandy Rose. I know. And I, again, okay, let me tell you something right now. Yeah. Between the mistletoe crap that they did last on week, yeah. last week, and now this week, she comes out, she's wearing her shirt, right? And she's wrestling she, Naomi. Yep. She takes off her shirt to put up, she's wearing one of the Uso the shirts. Day one is shirt, yeah. Right. Day one is H. Now, she did not wrestle, Sonya did. Yes. Uh, and actually, the so uh, by the way, that finisher, the heck was that? Ow! It looked devastating. Sure that's for did. sure. So that was awesome. It, it was okay. So elaborate on it because I watched it and it's just really kind of hard to understand exactly what it is. But when it when it le- when she leveled her, it actually looked devastating. It, it, it kind of looked like a jumping DDT. Right, but she kind of got Naomi into a suplex position. Yes. And then brought her back down, and then I didn't understand what exactly so, happened from that point. So just just to give the visual through words, she she had her up in kind of like a brain buster, yeah, and then flipped her forward, mm-hmm. and her body landed forward too, if I remember correctly. Okay, so that's a cross between. Okay, do you remember Awesome Kong? Yeah. Okay, remember her implant buster. Mm-hmm. But she had her facing this way and then slammed her. So it was like an inverted pedigree almost. Yeah. Because slam and then like this. So think of that move with the brain buster and DDT type of finish. Yeah. That's the move. It's, it's brutal is what it looked like. It looked cool. Yeah. And shout out to Naomi for selling it like a boss. Yes. So we had Mandy Rose in the middle of the match cut a promo, which... I know you have a small issue with this, which will go off on a small tangent here no, while I've we're here. Enough. I, I think my AJ tangent okay. was enough. So uh, Mandy Rose basically said that she sent, uh, it's Jimmy? Yeah. Okay. She sent Jimmy a picture of her just wearing a towel. I get it. It's TVPG versus TG14. or TG. TV14. I understand that to some people that's pushing the limit on a PG show. I understand that. All I'm saying is, uh, in a in a wrestling world mm. where you know we have all these women that are just wrestlers, right? Okay. And again, I've said this before. Mandy Rose is going to get pushed. Look at her. Okay, she's getting better in the ring, but you don't not push somebody. I rise just did a double negative. You don't rescind a push for somebody when you look like that if you, if they've got talent. They and she does have talent. That's the thing. This is not a you know, like you say, it's not the fact that she looks good and whatnot. That's not the point. The point is she's actually getting better in the ring along with Sonia. Yeah. And again, I'm I'm telling you, just everything that they're doing with her as a character. Yeah. As long as she keeps progressing in the ring and she keeps cutting promos and she's got a hell of a finisher. Like the the girl has a hell of a mm-hmm. finisher. So, keep this up. I like it. It's different. Okay. You look at you look at women's wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. The Becky Lynch thing is different. Yes. Ronda's different. 
Yes, Nia Jax is different because she's big. Right. Okay. What else stands out women's wrestling-wise right now on the WWE main roster? Okay, I'm sorry. Carmella's dance thing stands out. In in all sincerity, I mean, the only thing I can think of to add to what you just said Mm -hmm. is probably Sasha. That's but even it. then, she's not even that special. She's, she's right now. Not. She's not because right now, at the moment, she's just not being booked what, the way she should be. What they're doing with Mandy Rose right now is completely different mm-hmm. from anybody else on the roster. Agreed. And I appreciate it. Okay. So that's my number two this week. Is just right now the again. I've said before, if you have somebody that you haven't done anything on television with in six months and right. you have them start winning matches, do something with it. I agree. Okay. Uh, wholeheartedly. But. If you're going to do this for two weeks and then not do anything with it again or no follow-up, then yeah. then what are we doing wasting and, everybody's and you time? Know what? And, and I'll get to my number two here in just a second just to kind of piggyback on this. Here's the thing. The only one that's – Manny Rose is the only one that's benefiting from this situation right now. The other person that's benefiting right now is Sonya Deville. So Sonya Deville is benefiting off the fact that Mandy Rose is getting pushed and Sonya Deville is looking good also because of it. I mean, she got a she got a quote-unquote clean victory over a former two-time women's champion in Naomi um, and got to level her with a really killer move. It was clean. It was Ma- clean. It was well, I say I say quote-unquote because you know Mandy had a distraction, but she didn't yeah. get involved. No, she didn't mm-hmm. get involved. So therefore it, it was basically clean. It was a clean. So shout out to them. Hopefully it works out. And you and I have already said it. If if you if you want one team, really, really one team to be the first ever women's tag team champions. Sony and Mandy. That's one team that you gotta look out for. My number two, and how how long are we into this podcast? We are 41 minutes in. I'm gonna go for it. Triple H reference. The Triple H Seth Rollins promo on Monday night was absolutely fire. Triple H. My blood triple H, yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Would it be a double turn podcast if J Man doesn't mention Triple H at least once? Let me guess. I loved it. I loved it. Okay, okay. Side note before you continue. Yeah. Did you like his promo with Asuka at the end of SmackDown? I did. Do you think that could have been done without him? Probably, but did Shane and Vince need to show up on SmackDown too? Well, it's it's the McMahon's running every show now. Well, Triple H is part of the McMahon family, is he not? Yeah, I understand okay. that. But okay, what cool. I, I I know, but what I'm saying is, yeah. I would rather they just do the promo with the performers. I agree. Okay, I agree. Also, side note: Do we need a retread of Triple H Rollins again? Good question. By the way, I am not walking all over the fact that this is your number two. I'm yeah. simply asking because to me it seemed like a retread. Yes. Okay. So you're absolutely correct. Hopefully we get a payoff in less time than six months. True. Eight months actually. <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, here's the thing. I thought we didn't. I really thought we didn't. I was like, I'm so over this. And this is saying a lot because I'm a Triple H fan. I've said this. I'll say it till the day I die. I'm a Triple H fan. And then I saw them get in the ring with one another and cut their promo. And mm-hmm. reference their WrestleMania 33 match, um, which is vastly underrated, by the way. That that match is underrated. Is it great? No. Could it have been better? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it good? Absolutely. Watch it. Okay. WWE Network 999. Um, I watched him deliver that promo, Ross, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I got the giggles in a good way. And if you were to tell me that in six months' time. Eight months time, we get another Triple H Seth Rollins match. I want you to look at me right now when I tell you this. I'm all 
effing for it. I don't know why. I'm I'm a sucker. I am a sucker. Okay. I, I will fully admit that on this podcast on January the 3rd of 2019, I am a sucker for this. Mm-hmm. That's perfectly fine. That promo was fire. Um, my favorite part of all that, though, here's the thing. Was Seth Rollins' attitude changed the same way that AJ Styles' attitude changed the week before when he punched Vince McMahon? So now we're just SmackDown. so now we're just repro- now we're just retreading promos from a week. No, no. Here's here's where it's different. I think that they're finally realizing that they need to make Rollins the face of Raw. And he needs to be on a different plateau than everybody else in the Raw roster so he can be the one that challenges Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Okay. And by SummerSlam's time, we will most likely get AJ versus Rollins. And they need to be at the peak of their powers at this ultra hero mode so they can clash and be able to deliver the match of the year that I know they will deliver. That's that's what I'm saying. So we need to see Triple H wrestle again. I know you don't want that. No, I don't. And I know that, listen, it's stupid. Is it stupid? Yeah. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb as can be. If they wrestle again, will I love it? you damn right I will. I would prefer Corporate Kane beating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I can't believe it. Can we just move on? I can't. I can't I'm with you right now. That. I can't with you. I give you. I give you... I tell you what I would like. What, what happened to me during that promo, and you just crap on it, and you give me Kane. Look... I'm sorry. Can you please just let Glenn Jacobs run <laughs> Knox County? As long as Baron Corbin gets the same push, yes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got massive heat for saying Baron Corbin was the most improved wrestler of 2018. Massive heat. I'm, I mean, and, I and okay. that's okay. Yeah, this that's way, okay. It's your because, hey, It's your no, list. No, because again, I don't need to defend it two weeks yeah. in a row. Hey, I'll tell you what. You guys want to go ahead and send us messages of what you think we should talk about on this podcast? <laughs> go ahead. Reach out to us. Jorge Aquino 1019 on Instagram. Ross the Real Boss 85 on Instagram. Holla at your boys. Uh, just know that I am not in the business of the McMahons or of John Laurinaitis. I, I, take all, I take all requests not seriously. Fair enough. I'm just saying. It's, it's our podcast. We say what we want. You I don't do say, people power. I don't get what the fans screw want. Screw the people. Yeah, exactly. I also don't have Otunga as my assistant drinking coffee with an idiot outfit. Eve Torres. Well, she looked good. I'm just saying. Anyway. It's all good. All right, so I have to tell you that because I try to be objective on this show. You're a journalist. I can't believe I'm about to say what I'm going to say. Oh, my God. You've already started off with the New Day. What's next? I... Am extremely impressed that they're actually doing something with Apollo Crews. Okay, for those of you that know me, you will know that there were two guys that were brought up from NXT that were very sought after. They were brought up at the same time and their trajectories completely changed. Yeah. One of them was Apollo Crews, the other was Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin was probably more green as an athlete, but could cut a better promo. Apollo Crews was probably the better worker, but couldn't cut a promo. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Okay. Now, in all fairness, they haven't really given him a chance to really cut a promo True. in WWE. Plus, they haven't really done anything with him in WWE. True. They had a fresh start battle royal, which battle royals on regular television are normally death. But they decided, okay, we're going to have a fresh start battle royal, and the winner's going to get Ambrose at the end of the night. I thought, okay, you've got lots of options here. 
Very similar. <laughs> Very similar. Excuse me. It's all good. Very similar to that random five-way match in which Jinder Mahal became the number one contender, which then brought him to face Randy Orton and beat him not once, not twice, but three times on that path. Yep. The final four men in the Battle Royal were Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Baron Corbin, and Apollo Crews. By the way, mind you, Finn Balor was the I believe one, he was fifth person eliminated. Yes. Yes. Or not fifth person, fourth to last, if you will. So Baron Corbin eliminated. I remember when they had Apollo Crews randomly beat Jinder Mahal on a Raw, and I said, okay. You want to push Apollo Crews because you need baby faces. Right. Normally, I'm not okay with hindering the gender. But in this case, Apollo Crews has now beaten a former world champion. If you decide to do this, follow up on it. It's one of my pet peeves with wrestling in general. Consistency, guys. Consistency, it's- continuity, and just making sure that you don't let stuff slip through the cracks. Right. If this you're going seasons. to do something with Apollo Crews... Mm-hmm. Just follow up on doing something with Apollo Crews. Agreed. I don't even care if he gets five more Intercontinental title matches against Dean Ambrose and loses all of them. Don't care. You're telling me this guy's important. You're telling me that he is a focal part of your show. Right. So now he gets a title match because he wins the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Again, he, he eliminates Corbin last, which is fine. That's the storyline. Right. And then he faces Ambrose at the end of the night, and it was a pretty good match. It wasn't bad. And I'll, and I'll tell you what that is, okay? And they do this all the time. That was a test. Right. It's almost like a trial run. Right. Okay? Similar to what they did with Ali a couple weeks back. With Ali? Uh, I'll even use a reference for you. Do you remember when they brought up Curtis Axel to the main roster? Who was one of the first guys he wrestled on TV? CM Punk. He wrestled CM Punk. And, and who Jericho. else? And who else? Cena. And Triple H. And Triple H. Yeah. And he beat Triple H via countout, but he beat Triple H. And he beat Triple H, and then very soon afterwards, he won the triple threat match to become... It was him, Barrett, and somebody else. Were he in won YC. the IC title just a couple months after right. that. And they paired him with Heyman. That's correct. Okay. So they did all these... Now, unfortunately, it went nowhere... Because they don't it know went how to nowhere. People. Right. Well, plus maybe Curtis Axel or Joe Hennig, for those of you that don't know who that is, maybe he was a bit overrated and they put him in a spot to fail, unfortunately. Yeah. So the point is, I am not saying Apollo Crews is going to be a champion tomorrow. I am not saying Apollo Crews is going to be a big deal in a year. Right. What I'm saying is that if you're telling me that you're going to do something with a guy and you're going to put him in a test against... Which, by the way, that's a test for Dean Ambrose, too. Sure is. Because they have to figure out, A, if this character's going to work, B, if his heel work's going to work, and C, not many guys work like Apollo Crews do. Nope. A standing backflip senton moonsault. No, I'm sorry. It's a standing shooting star press, actually. So, it's a test for both guys. I think Apollo passed it with flying colors. And I think Ambrose passed it with flying colors. I agree. That's me. So I appreciate when a company that says they're going to do something different. Yeah. And I don't mean everything has to be different because they're still going to be WWE and they're still going to do things the way they want to. Right. But when you tell me you're going to do something different and then you give us something different and those guys deliver, 
That's all I ask. That's, hey, that's that works for me. That's all I ask. There was a couple of things about that battle royal that stood out to me, and I'll go ahead and get to my number three here in a second. There was a couple of things that stood out to me. One, um, you could have easily thought that this was Finn Balor's coming out party, and I was a little bit pissed off when they eliminated him, and then when Apollo ended up winning, however, I would have thought it was great had they had Hawkins win. It would have been great. And he almost won, and you could tell the crowd was starting to react really, really favorably when he was about to eliminate Corbin. But um, I loved how they booked Apollo in that battle royal. The Mm -hmm. dude eliminated eight guys. It's true. Eight dudes. I think it was 20 men that were in that Royal Rumble, maybe 15. Okay. And he eliminated almost half. Or at least half if it was 15 men. But... um, his performance was fantastic. Finn Balor actually performed really, really well, and it was frustrating to go ahead and see him eliminated. But him seeing him get eliminated by Corbin just kind of adds fuel to the fire in the sense that um, it just I can see Balor just getting ready to run roughshod over the sm- over the Raw roster here very, very soon. Um, but there was a couple of moments of Apollo Cruz that actually really stood out to me. One, um, first of all. On Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin should really start to incorporate the chokeslam back into his into his arsenal, not back into it. He should well, just incorporate okay, it. No, period. He does the chokeslam backbreaker, doesn't he? He does, but he actually hit choke slams on a couple people during the battle okay. royal, and it actually looked really, really good. I actually okay. So what's funny is this is going to be another very obscure reference. Do you remember when? Well, actually, not obscure. You remember when Scott Hall did choke slam? Yeah. So Scott Hall's. Very big guy. He's like six foot eight. Yeah, he's he's a big guy. He he, may, he he looks small compared to Kevin Nash, but he's but, actually a very very big man. But he did the choke slam where he like he lifts you off the mat like six inches. Yeah, maybe eight very inches. Very similar to his his choke slam kind of looks like a rock bottom, and then just drops you. Yeah, I actually prefer Corbin's choke slam backbreaker because it looks more devastating. Because. It looks like he's slamming him and breaking him in half. Fair enough. So for him, it works. For right. Scott Hall, it would have looked goofy. I agree. Especially also because Scott Hall used to just wear the tights. Right, and he was lanky too. Whereas, you know, there's a lot of girthiness to Baron Corbin. Plus, I don't even see Corbin in tights. But right. uh, the moveset for Corbin, everything is devastation. Yes. Deep six. The big lariat. End of days. End of days. Yeah. Um. Just all the stuff he does is just his, big time power. His his his. Uh, I think this is what you're referring to when you said the lariat. But if you're not, then I'm talking about the one where he goes out of the ring. Yes, back that, in. that that clothesline is fire. Mm-hmm. We talked about it on several different uh, editions of our podcast. But so I was talking about Corbin. Now let me go back to Cruz really quickly, and I'll get to my number three here in just a second. I keep saying that. I apologize, but the way that Apollo Cruz got out of the choke slam from Baron Corbin. I don't know if you saw that. He goes for the choke slam, and then Apollo does a reverse, excuse me, a backflip, and gets out of that choke slam. Mm-hmm. His, I'm telling you, dude, Apollo Cruz. I've met him. He's actually a really small but buff guy. Oh yeah. Um, he is stupidly athletic. That man. Oh, he's uh, he's 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 pretty high up he's there. Special when it comes man. To, he is. He really is. And I really hope Here's, that. Yeah. Either he can figure out his promo game or, and, and I've Actually, said this ad nauseum, we need to bring managers back. I agree. And, I mean, and him you know having what? a manager And you talk great. about his, him, him working on his promo stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the, the promo that he cut with, um, with I, I forget, it's not Charlie Caruso. This was, um, who was in the ring? It's uh, 
It doesn't matter. One of the interviewers, it's, it's not Kathy me. Kelly. No, it wasn't Kathy Kelly. It's the other Latino one. Um, so Dasha. Dasha Fuentes. Thank Dasha. you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, was interviewing him, and he actually cut a halfway decent promo. He did, and I was quite impressed. So he, he, you can tell he's already starting to work on it. Hopefully it works out for him and whatnot. And here's still Apollo Crews, hopefully getting more consistent booking from WWE. Same thing with Finn Balor. WWE, please do something big with Finn Balor. If you need to move him over to SmackDown, for the love of God, please do so. But my number three, there was a certain WWE, not superstar, not megastar, a mm-hmm. certain WWE legend who returned on Tuesday night SmackDown Live. Mm-hmm. And he was cutting a little promo and he said, if there's any man in the back who wants to get in my face and mm-hmm. do something about it, you're more than welcome to come out. Now, this gentleman's name happens to be John Felix Anthony Cena. One of the goats. Okay. And there was a certain man who came out. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to get your thoughts. The man that we're speaking oh, of you is mean, Becky Lynch. Oh, you mean the fact that the woman came out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. This is this is where... I'm going to bite gonna, my tongue. Yeah, this is where well, I'm going to draw so. the line. Actually, not on you, but I'm going to draw the line on WWE. Are they... Okay. I think I've told you on multiple occasions that I have enjoyed the whole transformation for Becky Lynch. It's been sure. something very different. It's been worked out very well for her, clearly. For the record, I've never questioned her ability in the ring. You this question, character sucks. You, you're not a fan of the character, and that's perfectly fine. Here's where I have to draw the line. And this isn't me being sexist. This is just me being completely honest. I admire what, everybody, what, every, what, what she's doing in the ring, and I admire what she's saying on the mic cutting fire promo she's been doing so ever since september she hasn't missed a beat are you really really seriously trying to tell me that becky lynch is going to be the biggest person in this promotion not the biggest woman the biggest person in this promotion you really wwe are you you you're a hundred percent committed to this because that's a big set of shoes to fill okay well let me tell you something right now uh, her and Ronda are going to main event. At WrestleMania? Did you notice that the winter that the winner of the WWE Men's Royal Rumble match does not get a guaranteed main event match? They just get a guaranteed championship match. Mm-hmm. They did completely change that up. Mm-hmm. How interesting is that? Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Which, again, I'm, I'm telling you right now, prepare yourself for... The Raw Women's Championship between Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. At WrestleMania 35 at WrestleMania in New Jersey. WrestleMania 35 in New Jersey will main event. That's Yeah, that's going to happen. I'm telling you that right now. You're either going to get that or you're going to get the triple threat match between Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda. One of those two things is going to happen. Um, listen, dude. I like Becky. Becky's not on John Cena's level. Becky's not on John Cena's level. Becky's not on Roman Reigns' level. Becky's not even on Rollins or AJ's level. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I like her very much, but I I can't say it without sounding like oh she's a woman and whatnot. But at the same time, dude, like it's just she's not on that level. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to place her on that level, 
And I can admire for her for her trying to be on that level, but the company is forcing it upon us. And fans are lapping it up. I guess. I guess. No, trust me. Uh, I have colleagues of mine. I have seen websites and people that love this business, and they think Becky Lynch is the best thing going right now. Well, I've told you that. I thought she was the hottest thing in the industry, and she has been. Okay. But it's one of those, like, do we really think it's going to last? If it lasts, then, hey, I'll be the first one to admit I was wrong. But, I mean... We'll see. Let's just... I mean, come on. Are, are we for real here? We'll see. Okay. That's all. All right. That's our three count for the week. Yeah. Um, here's what I will tell you. Yeah. Um, Monday Night Raw had a very good cage match to open the show. Yes, it did. They also had an impromptu Intercontinental title match that was very good. They had a very interesting battle royal, which we just discussed at mm-hmm. length. Um... We also, actually, I will say this, that uh, Monday Night Raw was actually a very watchable show this week. Sure was, wasn't it? Now, uh, contrast that with SmackDown, Mm -hmm. which had, and I'm going to count because this is now my new thing, one, two, three... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen promo segments. And two by hours. the way, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them were in a row. Wow. Eight. Damn. Orton, Ray, Ali, the Good Brothers, Shelton Benjamin, Joe, Cena, Becky. The iconics. We're actually in the middle of that because you just mentioned nine. Nine promos in a row. Yeah, the Iconics and the Good Brothers and Shelton were all in a row for their Happy New Year resolution. All right, so we do Match of the Week, Segment of the Week, and Show of the Week. Right. Uh, Let's start with Match of the Week. You wanted to know what my Match of the Week was? I will tell you. Can I take a shot at it? Sure. I originally thought that you were going to say the Steel Cage match between Ziggler and McIntyre. Are you sticking with it? It's either that or the battle royal, and I'm gonna. It's neither of them. Really? Oh no! It's neither of them. Okay. Okay. Maybe you're just gonna go ahead and hit me with the fact that you thought it was the final five way, and maybe I'm just no. kind of overlooking it. You're good. Don't tell me. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, can I just go through for a second? No, I'll just tell you because because process of elimination. Match of the week's Kalisto and Leo Rush. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm actually quite surprised, but I'm not at the same time because we and I here's talk. why. Yeah. Kalisto and Leo Rush is my match of the week. Shout out to Leo Rush, by the way. Okay. I've given, and I'm not the only one, I've given a lot of guff to Kalisto and the fact that he cannot cut a promo. The man cannot cut a promo. (laughs) Okay. Also, I laugh that he's one of the last men to get a victory over Braun Strowman that is not named Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. Right. That being said... (laughs) There has never been a question that Kalisto's been amazing in the ring. Yes. They want him to be Rey Mysterio, and he's not. Right. Because Rey had charisma, and clearly Kalisto doesn't. There was a a couple of weeks ago, I was watching the funniest moments in WWE of 2018. Uh Uh-huh. And there was... (laughs) Oh, no. Kalisto was cutting the backstage promo. So bad. (laughs) 
so bad. And it was live. So it wasn't oh, the pre-taped. Oh. And he was like, I, I can't even do it. And he, he, he's just like, yeah. Uh, uh, I, basically. Yeah. And then he just runs off. Basically, he pulled a Sid Vicious without, <laughs> without asking to start over. I mean, literally, it was like... I remember oh, watching the Sid Vicious promo that back was with after Mean that. Gene, yes. actually. Yeah. So. Shout out to Mean Gene. <laughs> no, no, no. It was with JR. No, no. The one I'm talking about was Mean Gene. He was like, Sid Vicious was like, can we start over? Like, and Mean Gene's like, no, we're live, pal. I swear that was JR. I don't know. I thought that was Mean Gene. I thought that was when JR was in. Uh, WCW? It was one of the two. Anyway. Yeah. The match. <laughs> Leo Rush. So uh, bad. Go ahead. I'm sorry. He's he actually he was undefeated for a while. I'm telling Leo Rush is incredibly but talented. The the back and forth between this match. Yeah. Again, I'm very critical of matches, you know, getting you involved, making you engaged in a match. Mm-hmm. And I hate spot fests because you're not engaged right. with you're what's just, going on. You're just witnessing I stunts. never felt like that was a spot fest match. I felt like it was two cruiserweights. Going at it. Who's who? We're told you're being given twenty minutes. Do whatever you want. Right. Which, by the way, that was the big criticism of Two Hundred Five Live is that they were too structured. Yeah. I mean, there is too much thing. There is such a thing as too much freedom. Yes. There's also a thing of too much structure. So you have to have the balance of freedom within structure. This match was that. This match was that. No, I it was. Only... It was. It was precisely that. It really was. And I. I loved the end of this match. Leo looks like he's going to win, and all of a sudden, Kalisto just pulls Selena Del Sol out of nowhere, seemingly. It, it made it seem very uh, seamless. Selena Del Sol is one of those underrated finishing maneuvers in, in wrestling. But the whole time, it was just a solid back and forth. There was the comeback. There was the heat. It, it just felt like this was the complete package match. And I tell you this almost every week. 205 Live normally has a barn burner match almost every week. It's Not all weeks, but almost every week. And as great as the get- Fatal Five-Way was, and as great as the cage match was, and as much as I enjoyed the other stuff that was going on on the different shows, right. to me, match of the week is Kalisto versus Leo Rush on 205 Live. And you know what? It's not just the Kalisto thing. It's Leo Rush, man. You know, we watch Leo Rush come Leo Rush come out with Bobby Lashley every Monday night, and we're like, oh my God, he's so annoying. He's so annoying. Okay, first of all, watch the match with Kalisto, then come, and t- then come back and talk to us, first of all. Second of all... Here's another thing about Leo Rush. Did you watch his performance in the La- in the Lashley Rollins match on Monday mm-hmm. night? Fabulous. The way that first of all, the way he took that curb stomp from Rollins, kudos to Leo Rush. Um, the way that he was just jumping all over the place, evading Rollins throughout that entire match was mm-hmm. awesome. He's so athletic. And by the way, shout out to Leo Rush. He actually just got married the other day too. We gave a shout out to Sarah Logan. Now we give a shout out to Leo Rush. Mazel tov. But know? I'm telling you, Leo Rush. Um, is gonna be a force to be reckoned with, force to be reckoned with in two hundred five live for the next few months. I'll tell you that right now, and just keep up the good work with Lashley. He just needs to. His promos are annoying, but they're bad annoying. They mm-hmm. need to. He just needs to make them good annoying, and it'll be a better package overall. Love that pick. Um, my match of the week, man. I have been struggling. I have been struggling. But as much as I love your pick, which you made an excellent pick, the Battle Royal, again, underrated. Um, but it's between two matches for me. 
Fatal Five Way in the cage match. It, yeah, it's between the two, those two. Mm-hmm. Um, let me start with the steel cage match really quickly because the steel cage match was the showcase of showcases for Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler sold like an absolute. He, I don't know, man. He sold like the best account executive a TV station or a radio station <laughs> could possibly sell. He looked so good selling for McIntyre, and the way that McIntyre, first of all. <sighs> Okay, Claymore kick is the best finishing maneuver in WWE right now. It's it's just it, it is, dude. It is. It, like I can't think of a better move. I really can't. I'm trying to. I just can't. RKO is not better. The 450 splash or the phenomenal forearm right now aren't better. I'll tell you one that I still love. What with the Coloss? No. Even though I like that move for my own personal reasons. Yes. I I I have a soft spot for the curb stop. Okay, take the curb stop. Okay, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. But McIntyre's Claymore kick uh-huh. is so oh, it, devastating. It He sells it. He does it, it so well. It, it looks like he's killing the guy. It looks like he's killing the guy. Mm-hmm. And then the last two Claymore kicks that he delivered to Ziggler, one of them being the chair to the head, mm-hmm. there was no slap to the leg. True. Which so that was just flush. That was probably. just flush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, granted, the chair was positioned in a particular mm-hmm. way where it was safe for Rob, for right. Ziggler to take, um, and then he leveled him with another one prior to that, and just the story. So you know how you were talking about last week that one of your favorite matches of the year was McIntyre versus Angle because of the story and the psychology that was involved in that mm-hmm. match. McIntyre was at it again with Ziggler, a guy who's at the peak of his performances right now. In that steel cage match, and they killed it on Monday night. With that being said, that Fatal Five Way had four of the best wrestlers in WWE today. One of the the other is the heart and soul of 205 Live. One of those five wrestlers is the best wrestler on the damn planet. And well, now remember that Ali is not a member of 205 Live anymore. He's not. No. So let me go ahead and basically put it to you this way. AJ Styles is a future WWE Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton is a legend in the WWE Hall of Famer. Rey Mysterio is a WWE Hall of Famer and a legend. And Samoa Joe is in a legend in pro wrestling, period. By the way, on my notes, I wrote Joe twice. <laughs> yeah. That's... Because because in the Fatal Five way, I was like, why is Joe in here twice? <laughs> I didn't know that I didn't know that Roman Reigns was wrestling again. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my gosh. But there was, a, there was a lot of things to love about this Fatal Five Way. One, the Uronagi to AJ through the table was sick. The Spanish Fly, the Sp- dude, the Spanish Fly is such a great move. Anybody that hits it correctly is, a, is awesome. Kalisto hits it fired, and apparently so does Mustafa Ali. The Spanish Fly to Rey Mysterio was crazy good. And then my favorite thing about that entire match had nothing to do with the action in it. It was a stare down. It was a stare down between Randy Orton and Samoa Joe. I I got flushed. I got flushed a little bit during that moment. I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even know that I wanted it, but I want it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that match was fire. That match was the best match. Of that's the, that's, that's the J-Man flushed. Yeah. With I was, that weird yeah, voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I get all, you know, huffy and puffy. I sound like a 57-year-old dude who's been through crap in Cleveland. Um... That match was the match of the week, hands down. AJ Styles was the winner of that match. AJ Styles is challenging, as I stated at the top of my three count. He's challenging Daniel Bryan at the Royal Rumble for the WWE title. And 
It's going to be a fire match. But that fatal five-way, I mean, you and I talked about it. We knew that that match was going to be awesome. The only thing that surprised me about that was that it was Samoa Joe and not John Cena involved in that match. That was the only thing that was surprising. Other than that, that match was awesome. Segment of the week for me. Talk to me. Oh, actually, were we alternating? I no, apologize. No, I mean, you, you go for it. All right. Here's my segment of the week, and I'm going to keep it very simple. All right. Raw started with a match. <laughs> it did. It really I mean, did. When's the last time Raw started their show without a promo? Uh, it had to have been a f- three or four months ago. Okay. Yeah. So what's one of the biggest things that we've said for weeks, months, years? It's the 20-minute promos to open up a show. I don't mind the 20-minute promo. As long as it does something to... When it sets up the rest of your show, it has purpose, and it's got good delivery. Right. Okay? Not a problem. It happens. Right. I mean, SmackDown, I mean, you just talked about New Day opened up the show, and New Day did a couple things during that promo. New Day went ahead and ran down what was going to happen on SmackDown mm-hmm. that night, and then they made their full-on intentions known that they were going to be joining the Royal Rumble match, as well as you know Kofi's excellent speech about 11 years never getting a title shot. X guy had a couple moments, and then Biggie was oh, awesome. Biggie, by the way, also part of Biggie's promo was him attempting to do Steiner math. It was tremendous. I, okay. <laughs> it was tremendous. I lol'd hard during that moment. I also watched the promo that they're talking about that they're referencing. By the way, they referenced an Impact Wrestling promo from Scott Steiner. Hilarious. So, I mean, I think it's been well documented on this podcast that I have a thing for Scott Steiner in the sense You hate that him, I, I love him. I could care less for that man. So when I hear Biggie mention that com- oh, I'm sorry, it was Xavier Woods that said that. Um well, it wasn't. No, it was, was it Biggie Big e trying to do math and Kofi said, Are you trying to do actually it was one of them that said, Are was, you trying to do Steiner? It was either math? X or Kofi. And uh, I'm I'm watching this and I did this really stupid laugh. I was like <laughs> And I meant it. It wasn't me laughing sarcastically. It's just, it was just such an instant reaction that I had when I heard that comment. It was just amazing. Anywho, back to your segment of the week. I didn't mean to take that away from you. But so the fact that we had a match. Yeah. It involved two of your best performers on your show. Yep. It was given time. Good time. And minutes, it right? started off one of. The better paced Raws in at least the last six months. For sure. Easily segment of the week for me. The fact that it was the match. Yeah. The quality. The combatants. It started off the whole show. And it was different. And it's what made Drew McIntyre looking like an absolute bot. Like, based on that performance on Monday night, he's definitely one of the favorites on January 27th. But he won't win. I mean, he won't win. Because it's going to be a face that's going to win it. That's like me me guaranteeing that Braun Strowman's going to win the... Universal Championship, even though it's not going to happen. I think Drew McIntyre has a better shot of winning the Royal Rumble than Braun Strowman. Kurt Hawkins has a better chance of winning the Rumble than Braun Strowman winning the Universal title. Uh, He's already lost to Brock Lesnar three times? Yeah. That's all I have to say. Four times, actually. Segment of the week for you. You know, I loved your pick of the actual match. I'm going to go with an actual more normal segment. Um, if you say if you say any of the promos like the nine in a row on SmackDown, I may have to 
Or is the Cena Becky promo within that? It is. No, it's not because it happened after the. um, Orton, Ray, Ali, Good Brothers, Benjamin, Joe, Iconics, Cena, Becky, all in a row. Nine promos in a row. That then set up the Cena Lynch Almas Vega match. Tranquilo. Um, I'm going to go with the Cena Becky promo. (laughs) Um, I love. I love that you love Albus so much. He is great. He is fantastic. Um, there's two matches. If only his English didn't suck. Yes. Just saying. By the way, I watched Alina's promo, and uh, mm, I, I, I thought I'd been saying that she'd been improving. Uh-huh. That was not an improved promo on, Monday, on Tuesday night. It wasn't. It was terrible. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, stop talking, please. Mm-hmm. Um, I was it. waiting for Becky Lynch to pin Almas, by the way. I was waiting for that to so, happen. So, dude... And how, I would have been upset. Okay, so... Becky was ballsy in that match. It was crazy. She threw out Cena, and then mm-hmm. she did the you can't see me in his face after the match. And not to mention, here was the... Okay, so I know you hated this part of the promo, and I'm going to mention it right now. I know that you haven't physically stated this to me, but I'm going to mention it because I know you. She said to Cena, if you keep going, Nikki Bella won't be the only woman to drop you in 2018 mm-hmm. or this year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, first of all, two things. One, I thought she's the man. Two, why do we? Why does WWE feel the need to consistently bring up those two's relationship on WWE programming when they're trying to keep it as private as possible? This public breakup has already been public enough. Why does this? Why do they need to milk it? Why do they need to milk it? Like, please, can they move on with their lives? Like, the dude went through a lot of depression. I don't think people realize the amount of crap that John Cena has had to go through. The past seven months, let alone Nikki Bella. Like, can we just leave it alone? You know? But I can appreciate, first of all, Cena actually mentioning in his promo. That's why Cena's promos are freaking godlike. Like, he's completely honest and completely real about his promos, and I love that. He really needs to do something about his stupid hair. It's real. Oh, no. It's horrible. It's horrible. I'm here to tell you, it's here to stay. Oh, I'm sure it is. I hate it, though. I hate it. I, I'm, I'm, looks, I'm telling you, yeah. it's 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 here to stay. Okay, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, it is. literally, it's going to take him losing a hair match to Becky Lynch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Please let that happen. Please let that happen. Um, All right, but the fact that they decided to put you talk about consistency. Fine, you want to be consistent, and you really want Becky to be the face of your promotion. Fine, go ahead and push her to the moon. See what happens. Mm-hmm. You just, I mean, you can't not try it, right? True. So if if this is them wanting to say Becky's the person that we're putting all of our money into, okay, it's bald, but hey, why not? She's the hottest thing going on in WWE right now, or one of the three hottest things going on in WWE right now. There's nothing more wrong with trying, and if somebody can pull it off in the women's division, it's her. So go for it. And whenever you are in the middle of a ring in a segment with John Cena. Whether or not you are getting the endorsement, such as Becky got, Becky got a flat out endorsement from John Cena, Um, and then Almas, Almas is in the ring with with the champ. There's hey, listen, Almas is getting ring time and he's getting TV time. I'm a happy person. I'm a happy camper. So there you go. All right, show of the week. Uh, It was Monday Night Raw. It's which is crazy because you know me and you know how much I love my two hours of SmackDown, Mm -hmm. but Raw. I wasn't a fan of the main event. I I don't know okay. why the heck that match was the main event. The match I'm talking about is is Ronda and Natalia versus Tamina and, and Nia. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, 
even though I love the fact that Raw started off with a match, why in God's name wasn't the steel cage match the main event? Why? Well, why was the IC title match not the main event? No, no. I'm fine with the cage match opening the show. Again, as, as as I said... Different set the whole tone of the whole show. I'm fine, but you know what they could have. You know what they could have done. They mm-hmm. could have made the battle royal the opening of the show. They could have. They could have done that. But if you're setting up the battle royal in the middle of the show for a title match later in the night, and you're saying it's a big deal, Cruz doesn't have to win. By the way, right? You could have had. You could have had battle royal. No, but what I'm saying is, you could have had Cruz win the battle royal. Yeah. Put him in the main event against Ambrose in an IC title match. Have the match they had. It's a perfect way to end the show. I agree. Even though the heel won. I know I've said that I want baby faces to end shows on a high note. Yeah. Cruz's performance was a high note. He gave it his all and he lost. 100% agree with you on that. So. I just, I get the reason why that tag team match main evented the show. Because it's Ronda Rousey. I get that. But, I mean, that don't mean, that doesn't mean anything. Don't put that garbage in my team, in front of me. I mean, it wasn't a bad match. I shouldn't say it was a bad match. Because Ronda and Natalia have been doing really, really well together. But, I mean, Tamina can't wrestle anymore, World Wrestling Entertainment. Are you getting that? Like, Tamina mm-hmm. was good. Tamina was okay back in the day. But she can't wrestle anymore. No, I don't know anymore. if she was ever very good. She wasn't very good ever. But, I mean, she's damn sure not very good right now. People, she's, she's the perfect example of she got her job because of the way she looks and her dad. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's yeah. So I don't know. Uh, show of the week for me was two hundred five live. Oh really? Okay. So you had match of the week for me. Yeah, and then Gulak is. You had you had Gulak and Tazawa, which was very entertaining. Unfortunately, way, Gulak I, lost. I haven't seen Brian Kendrick, but Brian Kendrick shaved his beard and he cut did. his hair. Does he does he really look like old school two thousand five Paul London Brian Kendrick? Yes. Wow. Uh, Spanky, I believe, was his nickname. Homie, that was like 14 years ago. Yeah. That's crazy. Actually, he looks more like uh, early days of TNA. The Brian Kendrick? Well, it wasn't the the Brian. Right, but I mean, he's still, he he was like, anyway. Yes, that's what he looks like. Nice. I miss the the facial hair, but it's fine. He's he's a baby face now. Baby face. I'm the man with the plan. I love that song. I don't know why. I just love it. Uh, And then. You had, oh, by the way, so those two matches were for a fatal four way match. I think it is. I think it is to be in a match against. It's either for the number one contendership or it's Murphy and the three people in a fatal four way match for the title. I think it's a fatal four-way match in which it's Murphy versus Kalisto versus Tazawa versus either Cedric Alexander or um, Hideo Itami. Uh, Alexander cut a perfectly fine babyface promo, and then uh, Itami and Davari cut a perfectly acceptable heel promo. Again, it was an hour. I got two good matches out of it and two acceptable promos. And again, yes, uh, Raw's main event... I was not a fan of, and nine promos in a row, SmackDown, no. I love you, SmackDown, but no. And, of course, NXT was basically a best-of show this week, other than uh, Riddle and No-No. Are you still looking that up over there? I think it is a fatal four-way. It's Murphy against the three winners of the matches in the next couple weeks, unless it's a fatal four-way to decide who faces Murphy 
at the pay-per-view, but you seem to think it's for a spot in the Rumble, which was very weird to me. So Bleacher Report, I think Bleacher Report messed up on their actual wording of it and made me think that it was for a spot in the Rumble match. But no, it looks like you're absolutely correct. Um, Buddy Murphy is defending his belt in a fatal four-way. All right, so it is is Murphy versus Kalisto versus Tozawa versus the winner of the Alexander Itami match next week. uh, Gulak, actually. Because Gulak beat Tozawa, did he not? No. Oh, Oh, really? Tozawa beat him with the uh, senton from the top. You're absolutely correct. So what that tells you is if they're doing two baby faces and two heels, Atami's winning next week. Yes. Unless they're doing one heel overcoming the odds against three baby faces. <laughs> you know, since that's backwards. True that. Now, that formula works when it's one baby face against three heels in a fatal four-way. That would work. Yes. But the dichotomy, I'm finally using it this week. You want to have two heels, and by the way, Itami, uh, I really hope they have plans for him. And and him with Davari is a good pairing right now because, again, Itami's English isn't very good. Right. So you got so you put Davari in that mix, and you're good to go. So, do we have any parting thoughts for the week? Well, Monday Night Raw is in for a battle next Monday. Um, obviously, the, oh, playoffs. the College Football National Championship game is next week. Mm-hmm. Clemson and Alabama. Um, Raw has stacked their deck. Um, Cena's back on Raw. Brock's back on Raw. Oh, Cena is going to be back on Raw this yes, week. Yes, he is. Okay. Um, Alexa Bliss is holding a Moment of Bliss segment with Ronda Rousey next week on Raw. Great. More um, more useless promo time. Yeah, well, okay. Alexa Bliss cutting the promos actually always fire. So well, here's to well, hoping Well, I just want to see her back in the ring. But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are three big things. Um, so that should be pretty big. Um, my brother, we are three weeks, a little over three, three weeks, weeks away from Sunday from the Royal Rumble. Which, by the way, uh, if you did not know this, you know this now, or at least we're telling you, uh, they conveniently put the Royal Rumble the week of the Pro Bowl every year. Because they don't want to compete with the Super Bowl or against the championship games. It's smart. It, it's very smart. So it is the week of the Pro Bowl. Yes. So we will know who is in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and by the way, the Pro Bowl used to be after the Super Bowl. Now it's the week before the Super Bowl. Right. So then they would do it between the championship games and the, the Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. Yes. Because they would normally be two weeks. Exactly. So and nobody watches the Pro Bowl, so. Actually, actually, actually the Pro Bowl's been better recently. No, I'm saying no, other than other than absolutely nobody caring now, you know, people who aren't in the Super Bowl care. Exactly. Because they get to see their guys play one more time that right. year. Plus, uh, they have it in destination places. I mean, it was in Hawaii for a while, but now they've been doing it in other places uh, kind of as like a destination. Actually, didn't they have one in like Miami one year? Yeah, they did. Yeah. They've done it in like Orlando, Miami. Mm-hmm. They're doing it in sunny places. Right. So, I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's a destination. Yeah. You get people to go out, and even yeah. though it's a schlock game. Right. You know, one thing I noticed about uh, the the, uh, Undisputed Era cut a promo the other day, and they put this up on their Instagram. Um, NXT TakeOver Phoenix is not sold out yet. I'm a little bit surprised, but at the same time, when you take a look at it, there's only two matches announced for that card. It's Ciampa and Black. And mm-hmm. the women's for match. the for the for the uh, NXT title, NXT title, and then uh, Bianca Belair versus, versus Shayna Baszler. That's it. Oh, by the way, and I know we're not doing predictions for a while. Mark my words, uh, Belair's not winning the title. No, I know she's, she's going to take her first loss. 
that's perfectly fine with me. I could care less about Bianca. No, I'm, 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 I'm just, and again, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, but no, that's a lie. I do. Um, <laughs> she's not. I mean, she's not that good. Um, however, I will say this, uh, and I think you and I discussed it based off of what we talked about last week. I think Gargano versus Ricochet is a given. They need to just make that match official. Um, and I'll be really interested to see what happens with Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era for TakeOver Phoenix because they need to be involved in that show. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, they are, I can't not stress this enough. Undisputed Era is the best thing besides Tommaso Ciampa going on in NXT today. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Them not showing up at NXT TakeOver TakeOver Phoenix is as if you didn't put Becky Lynch in the main event of TLC. It's stupid. Mm -hmm. That's that's the best way to put it. So figure it out, Triple H. Get them on that show however you need to. I don't care. As long as the NXT titles are defended and it's Cole walking out with with O'Reilly and Fish and Roddy, I'm okay with it. Just make sure that they're on that damn show. Because if you don't put them on that show, TakeOver Phoenix will be the worst TakeOver in a long time. <laughs> they, they're they going to be on the show. I know. But, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's January the 3rd. The and, show and is January 26th. And we got nothing except for two matches. Okay. We have three weeks. I understand that. But, like, one, you know. Okay. okay. I, as well, much as I love War Games, mm-hmm. I was pissed off that there was four matches for okay, that card. So, I'm going to presume that Ricochet... Is still going to be the North American champion in three weeks. Right. Okay. I'm sure that him and Gargano are probably going to have that match. Gargano? Yeah, remember. Because remember you and I talked about it, that Ciampa cut that backstage promo because oh, he beat Black in that right. steel cage match. And he was saying, "Okay, I would think that... Like, I can't do it. No, no, Ciampa you're was. right. No, no, yeah. you're right. Okay. So Gargano, Ricochet, that'll be fire. That, that'll be um, match We'll no probably problem. have... I mean, look, they have they have three weeks to get anybody. I know. Like, literally anybody could challenge for... I mean, War Raiders, one guy's hurt. Right. Uh, war... war, Or, I'm sorry, Heavy Machinery. Got I keep calling up. them War Machine. Heavy Machinery got called up. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to do Lork and Birch again. They just... No. So uh, that would mean... I mean, they could mean, do a triple threat. They could no, bring Mustache Mountain. That's who... That's... That's... That would be a logical thing to do. Would yeah. be do Mustache Mountain. Yeah, to do that. Go back to them. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I mean, they've got options. They do. They've got options. They They'll do. Be I okay. just I mean, actually, listen. actually, what we really need to see is we need to see the uh, makeshift team involving the Velveteen Dream and uh, some other random guy on the show. I I don't know. Put it. Put them with like the most odd couple person in the world because you know we need two singles guys to be the NXT tag team champions. Um, take Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. You put him with Matt Riddle. No, no, it's a joke. That's that's not random enough. Oh, okay, fair enough. I'm talking about how this needs to be like. Oh, I got it. You put William Regal back in his wrestling trunks. Booyah! No, no, you have a trading places in which Regal has to dress like the Dream. And Dream has to dress like Regal, <laughs> much like much much like Regal and Gold Dust had to dress up as each other. I I still 
Regal selling for that match was unbelievable. On that note, that is going to be the end of this show. Our first show yeah. of 2019. Lots of, show. lots of hijinks were, were ensued, especially at the first 10 minutes of this show. I apologize. Please don't skip it because it's gold. This, I mean, if you want to, go ahead. I, but, mean, you know. I would suggest that you don't. Because this is the best damn podcast in wrestling today, right. besides Tuckus Jericho and the Stone Cold podcast. Tell her, while you bloviate over there, tell me, tell me, or not tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do need to tell you because you never remember. Tell the fans <laughs> where they can find this great podcast. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, um, CastBox. Um, apparently, one of our episodes is on Google Podcasts. I don't know why just one. It happens to be your first solo episode. Trying to go ahead and figure out as to whether or not I can get more of them on there. And then I do my best to try and get them up on SoundCloud a couple of days after everything else has been posted. So you will be able to find it on SoundCloud as well. There it is. And then hopefully, again, here's to hoping iTunes will go ahead and pick us up. It'd be beautiful if they did. I think it'd make our lives a lot easier. You say that every week, by the way. I know. Well, it's just I'm still waiting. Oh, uh, as I close out the show, the Golden State Warriors lost to the Houston Rockets, 135 to 134. Harden had 44, 15, and 10. Guy's a stud. He has been on fire. This is the 11th straight game? I think so. With uh, 35 plus? Yeah, he's guy's been, awesome. He's been murdering it. They went from being like the tenth seed in the West. Mm-hmm. I think they're in the number four seed in the West right now. Yeah, they're awesome. They're they're doing even great. though even though I don't like their coach. This is a wrestling podcast. I'm going to end it on this. Uh, we 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 have three weeks until the Rumble. We are both going. Yes, sir. Um, I wish I was going to NXT Takeover. Uh, I for all I know, I will still be able to find tickets. Who I knows? don't know. So who knows? Maybe you I'll be able to go. get to the to either Raw or SmackDown. Uh, no, because the show will have already started and I will still be at work. Oh, that's true. That is very true. So unfortunately, I will not be. Although I do know that there are people that are going to come for the NXT show. I'm sure there are other shows going on in the Phoenix area. They'll go to the Rumble. They will see Raw and SmackDown and 205 Live. I'm telling you, um, Phoenix is going to be litty that weekend. Yes, whatever that means. It's going to be lit. Great. It's going to be fire. Okay. There's going to be a lot of, lot of, because international wrestling fans are also, are the best and yet the most annoying ones, but I love that. (laughs) And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I mean, if you go ahead and see all the British fans come over to the States to watch one of the main four shows, one of the big four, um, I love it, but at the same time, they'll drive you nuts because they're the ones that basically... um, Shout out the crazy obscenities that you'll go ahead and hear about Nikki Bella and AJ Lee and Naomi on a Raw that they can't bleep out. Um, but at the same time, they're the ones that are the most passionate and will be the ones that will be going crazy, as they should, for Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. And I'm sorry, I keep getting mad about that, but WWE fans are starting to piss me off with that. Like, how could you be tired of the best damn wrestler on planet Earth? And how could you be tired of the best damn heel in pro wrestling right now? As well as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Keep dropping my pen because I'm so mad, Ross. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm agitated. There you go. But sign us off. That's going to do it for the Double Turn Podcast, the J-Man, Boss Ross. Like I said, we have a couple more shows and then we'll do our preview show for uh, NXT uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Sorry, NXT TakeOver Phoenix, the first one. Yeah. 
And then uh, the Rumble. Of By the course. way, can I just mention one tad, one one interesting bit of information? Oh, I thought I was ending the show. I apologize; it just popped into my head. Okay. So in 2013, that was uh, six years ago, the Royal Rumble took place in Phoenix. WrestleMania took place in New Jersey mm-hmm. at MetLife. Mm-hmm. Fast forward six years later, the Royal Rumble is taking again place in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania is taking again place in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. By the way, uh, that year that the Rumble was in Phoenix and the and Mania was in Jersey, Jersey. I went to both of those events because that was because that was the Rock winning the WWE title, WWE title to against CM Punk, and then he and then, lost uh, to John Cena at WrestleMania. Yes, yeah, that was that was that was Jericho coming back against Dolph Ziggler. They were one and two in the Rumble. That is correct, and then Jericho had his match against Fandango or Fandango at mm-hmm. WrestleMania. And then um, the WrestleMania match was uh, Undertaker versus CM Punk. Yes, we yeah. also had a very weird Triple H Brock, Brock match, match, in which the crowd was vehemently upset that Triple H won. Yep. There was also a terrible Alberto Del Rio and Jack, Jack Swagger Swing, world title match, in which yeah. everyone wanted Dolph Ziggler to cash in that night. He cashed in the night. The next night. The next night. He should have cashed in at WrestleMania, but honestly, his react, the reaction. Uh, and then there was a very forgettable Shield match at that pay-per-view. Wasn't that really that forgettable? I believe they faced Sheamus. Ryback and Randy Orton. Yes. I don't think it was that forgettable. No, it was definitely. Look, I was there live. It was. Oh, I'm sorry. I, it was, By the it way, was it totally was, forgettable. Let me take that back. It was not Ryback. It was the Big Show. Totally forgettable. Almost as forgettable as their match against uh, Kane and the Outlaws. So Rollins, which was at WrestleMania top, 26. Uh, try WrestleMania 30. Just kidding. 30. <laughs> <laughs> Had to catch you on that oh, one. 30. Funny. Um, Remember, I've been to so many WrestleManias. So. Oh, it's you lucky bastard. 30. Um, Worthless match, by the way. But there was a moment where Rollins jumped off the top rope and also, also, caught him with the RKO, and it was great. Also where also where Bray Wyatt's career died, WrestleMania 30. When he lost to John Cena, unfortunately. You're absolutely correct. Should have beaten Neon Green, John Cena. I agree. No, Well, John Cena shouldn't even have had the match against Bray Wyatt. He should have had that match against The Undertaker. We should sign off. I'm closing the show. Please. That's it. Double Turn Podcast. That guy over there and me. Just kidding. J-Man Boss Ross will be here next week for another exciting edition of this fabulous podcast. Damn right. This fine podcast. Mean. Wow. By God. Gene. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. R.I.P. Mean Gene. Peace out, guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. We'll catch you on the flip side. Damn right.